earlier tonight on ESPN New Hampshire. The Warriors tie at Providence 2-2. Two two. The season series ends up tied at 1-1-1. One, one, and, one. and with us is the head coach of the Warriors. Mark Dennehy is with us again. The final score 2-2 two two is the Warriors retain sole possession of uh, first place with UNH tying Boston College. But a uh, hard-fought game here from start to finish, Mark. It was. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of a... Uh Sort of a, a inverse replica of the last game we played, except we won. We won that, but you know they got out to the good start this time. I thought we were weren't quite as prepared to play as fast as they were. They were very physical. Um, we weathered the storm, got out of it down one nothing, killed a couple penalties, and then um, you know did a really. I thought we picked up our game after that. I thought the second period we, we were really good, um, especially we were good early on, and then the third we were dynamite. You know, I think um, the third we we really played closer to our style of hockey. Got on pucks, were able to cycle it, um, identified some things that we thought um, you know we could do, and, and the guys did them, which is impressive. Kudos to uh, to Coach Carr and his penalty kill, which was just Herculean tonight. Uh, and then to Coach Stewart's PP for getting a goal too. So you know, five on five, pretty evenly played game. Uh, you know, they get two. Our special teams does the trick, and we end up pulling out a point. I want to ask you, Clayton Jardine uh, got hit early in the second period, uh, didn't return for the rest of the game. How is he? Um, pretty sore. You know, we're going to x-ray it and MRI, and, um, you know, uh, if, if Mr. and Mrs. Jardine are, are listening out there, you know, um, he's in pretty good spirits, as good as he can be. Um, you know, he's in great hands, uh, whether it's Alan Delvalli, our trainer, or Steve uh, Andriola, our, our orthopedic surgeon. Um, he'll get the best treatment. Um, so we won't know until the swelling goes down and we can take a picture. But um, I think we've, we've managed the pain, and, and uh, you know, I don't think this is going to be an overnight thing. Well, besides having to lose him for the rest of the game, and obviously he's been playing well lately, uh, really shook things up in terms of the lines. You guys had to, had to do a lot of things to try to account for it. Mizey went down there, too, in the second period. So, I mean, it was like whack-a-mole on the bench, you know. Who's up? Um, kudos to the guys for sticking with it. I thought we were pretty positive throughout the game, um, you know. And, and uh, yeah, we, we had some different line combos. We had some guys that were playing pretty well. I thought Vinny Scotty, obviously not just because of the gold, but uh, Sean Bates really played well tonight. Um, you know, I thought Toombs was good again. Um, you know, those... And so we tried to get those guys out a little bit more and uh, mix and match. Um, all in all, pretty gutsy, uh, gutsy effort tonight. Third period, I saw you know you're double shifting some of the guys, particularly the left wings there, just trying to, to, to get some scoring chances out in the third period. Well, we kind of went with the left wing because we were short on the left side with Clay out, and then we went into stretch mode, which kind of gives the left wing a break. So we can roll four lines, and, and if we stretch the left wing, then he's really not working that hard. Um, so it was kind of out of necessity, and also we wanted to mix it up a little bit and see if we could change our luck. Um, you know, they really get on you, and uh, just felt like with ice we could potentially um, make some plays and, and, and get into foot races and potentially get numbers. You know, the goal, the power play goal in the second period that tied it up at 1-1, one one, Vinny Scotty's first goal of the night. Uh, you know, not a conventional type of power play goal, but, uh, boy, it seems like, you know, when, when he gets chances on the power play, he scored a, a couple of big goals for you already. He's got really good poise, good patience. Um, I thought the power play, you know, moved it around pretty good and, and got some decent looks, although I don't, I don't know that we're shooting uh, as much as Coach Stewart would like us to. But uh, it... it, it even if we didn't score, it was changing the momentum of the game. I thought we played much better after it. But uh, great individual effort by Vinny to walk out of the corner and walk him, 
shoot it, it gets saved, and then he's able to get it again, and he doesn't shoot it right away. He waits a little longer and then gets it up. He's got great poise. Uh, he's a very intelligent player, and um, he took he paid the price for that, too. He got railed after the after the goal, but uh, hurts a lot less when you score. Yeah, I call him the Energizer Bunny out there. Out there, obviously, yeah, you know, meant to be a, uh, certainly a compliment, but he just keeps going whenever he's out there at both ends of the ice. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, you know, I'd say... You know, Sean Bates, for me, is probably the Energizer Bunny just because he's so fast. You know, he bombs around, and, and he had a similar night tonight. He, he was involved in both those goals, made a great play to, to Vinny on the second one, and, uh, you know, just jumped that, that bobbled puck and, and got numbers. And, uh, you know, both those guys um, played well, and, and it's nice to see them rewarded. Yeah, and let's talk about that second goal, obviously. Uh, having to, to kill a five-minute penalty with six minutes left in a game and you're down by a goal is is a tough situation to be in. But, but had you guys talked about it? I mean, that you're going to look offense maybe a little bit more than you normally would in that situation? Uh, you know, we talked a little earlier about maybe changing, working on, on something a little different on the penalty kill, uh, catching them off guard, but just thought that, that we're killing so, so well, you know, I mean, that even if we killed the five, there's still a minute left, you know, and you can pull the goalie, and, you know, the last thing you want to do is get caught on the wrong side of the puck. So your first objective is to kill it. I think, you know, whenever you have forwards on a penalty kill, trust me, someone's thinking offense. So, uh, you know, if we'd have gotten a and, – and look what happens. You know what I mean? We stay on the right side of the puck. The guy bobbles it. We jump him. We get numbers, and, uh, you know, you don't have to cheat to, to, to be good offensively. And that play by Vinny Scotty as well. Talking about you talked about the poise on the first goal and on the second goal, uh, just a nifty move to beat John Gillies, who's been one of the harder goalies in the league lately. Yeah, no, he made a great move to come back against the grain. So uh, the puck's going from Gillies' right to his left. The puck moves to his left. Vinny gets it and comes back across to his right. One of the tougher plays for a goaltender to make. He almost got it with his toe, but Vinny just held on long enough. How about an overtime there? I thought that, that maybe uh, some of the most up and down action that we've seen in the whole game is the play really opened up there. Yeah, it did. You know, I, I think the second period tends to, the second period setup tends for that to happen. You're a little further away from your bench, and that's why they did it, you know, is to hopefully open up. Uh, as coaches, we're a little bit a- apprehensive to go four on four yet, like the NHL does, unless everybody gets a point. But by flipping ends, it does create some, yeah. some up and down the, the rink opportunities, and uh, I thought we'd get some good looks out of it. All right, so obviously you like to win games. Uh, you don't like to lose, but a tie in, in that situation, you know, uh, I guess you'll take it. Yeah, you, you're down you're down one nothing. you come back. You're down 2-1, you come back on the shorthand, first shorthanded goal of the year, and uh, and it's a biggie. And then uh, we shut the door. I thought the third and OT were our, our best two periods. Two are pretty, like, I mean, these two teams, it seemed to me, pretty resilient teams in the way that they've played so far and in the accounts they've given of themselves. I mean, one to six in the league, I know you're in first place now, but one to six is not much separating them. And, and uh, these are teams that you're likely going to see more of down the road. And there's just not a lot to, to choose between between those top teams, whether, you know, including Providence that you saw this weekend. Well, it's funny, uh, College Hockey News, I'm sure you're well aware of this, has this sort of predictor model. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I know it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. You probably built it. Uh, so, I, I actually—it's called the tail of the tape, I guess. I went on and looked at it, and it said 50-50, You know, yeah. based on all the numbers. Yeah. And uh, as I'm walking to shake Nate's hand after the game, that's all I could think of was, you know, uh, the model worked. Mm-hmm. 
All right, uh, since we got a little bit extra time here, I wanted to ask you about uh, something else. Is that uh, We talked with Joe Pantalone between periods doing the video for you guys, and I know he's going to play next year as well, but I uh, wanted to take this opportunity, a couple extra minutes, to talk about what you guys do with video and, and, and you know the, the kind of things you try to accomplish and how video helps you. It does. Um, you know, and, and sometimes, more often than not, it's just for the coaches, you know, and, and so that so that we can say, hey, did, did we see what we thought we saw? Um, we try to use it both positively, and sometimes it's going to be negative if, if we make a mistake. But, um, you know, we do, Joe charts everything live from shots on net to, to face-off wins and losses by zone, special teams, probably penalty kill. They're also He also does every line and defensive pairing. So after the game, right after the game, all that is available, and our players can just watch their shifts or just watch uh, their defensive pairings or their power play, whatever it is. Um, we also film practice, and um, I got that from Mike Schaefer uh, down at the convention. You know. Cornell coach. Yeah, the Cornell coach, Mike Schaefer. And uh, one of the things he said was, you know, a lot of times the guys that you are trying to coach or you coach the most might not get the most ice time in a game. And if they do, it's a lot of times against other teams' third, fourth lines. So, you know, in order for them to take that next step, you need more footage. And so by doing it in practice and maybe pairing up maybe our third defensive pair against our first line, you can see what strengths and weaknesses there are and, and break it down. Um, our players, you know, they, they, they're drawn to it. I think this generation is very visual. You know, I know my daughters, uh, you know, learned how to share from Barney and clean up and, you know, and ABCs from, from uh, Tickle Me Elmo and all that stuff. So they tend to be very visual. Uh, they like it. And, um, and then if we do it, we do team video. Uh, we try to try for it to be constructive. We try to show some of the good things that we've done, as well as some things we need to work on. You know, the technology has advanced so much, especially over you know certainly over the time that you've been coaching and since you played. Uh, I, I, what are some of the things you're able to do these days that maybe you you couldn't do five or ten years ago? Well, we can we can put it up online, so the guys don't even have to come in. I mean, we can, we we use Dropbox for for example to, to put video online. Um, we can download. So we have a league policy with a company called Easy Exchange. I guess there's their plug. And um, after each game, the home team uploads uh, the the game, and every other team in our league has access to that. So when we go to play an opponent, we can download as many of their games as as we want, uh, and then we can edit it and show clips and. You know, <laughs> may get to the point where we stop doing that because if you look at how well the players are coached these days, and I'm not necessarily speaking about our own team, but Providence or, or Boston College, or you know, it's almost like uh, the other team knows what you're trying to do before you're doing it. Um, but uh, no, there's a lot that goes into it, and we do consider ourselves teachers. And that video is, is sort of uh, the, the, the players' lounge, which is where we show video, is our classroom. You know, I, re- I remember the days when you used to send you send the assistant coaches on the road to, to scout the other teams you were going to play. You come out with a with a thick report sometimes, and and you know every different power play charted up in, in the shorthand and the breakout. You know every play that they had. And uh, do you even need to do those things anymore since you have access to video and and the ability to use it the way that you do? No, no. And and I mean I watch the NHL and and you, they've got iPads on the bench, yeah. so they're they're watching clips right after it happens, which uh, is not legal in NCAA standards and, and I can see why. Uh, like I said a lot of times it's for us so we'll, we'll kind of see what they're doing and then it'll help us to accentuate uh, an area of our game that we want to really uh, bring to the forefront. Can you give us an example maybe of one thing that maybe video showed you or, or, or uh, demonstrated that you maybe you weren't aware of before? Uh, something to, to give the listeners an example of how powerful it can be. 
Um, yeah, I'm just I'm racking my brain. I mean, when I was at UMass as the volunteer assistant back in 94, 95, or 95, 96, I lose track. Um, it was just beginning into the digital era, and I, I sat up top, and, you know, from that perspective, the game's almost like a chess match, you know, and so, um, for example, a, a simple three-on-two where the center guy drives through the middle, and you watch that weak side defenseman go with him, which opens up the weak side guy, it becomes that much clearer with video and now we can actually stop it circle it on a smart board and draw maybe maybe a player didn't go where they were supposed to go we can actually show them where we would have wanted them um, we can start the video and stop the video with touch screen um, it's really it's like you know I'm gonna date myself it's like Buck <laughs> Rogers stuff you know things that uh, when I broke into it and I was uh, working at, uh, at at Princeton and, and going deck to deck with VHS never dreamed would be possible and it's a lot what it really does is I don't there are, there's definitely some some improvements but really what it does is it, it limits the time we spend watching it because it's already broken down for us so we don't have to go through the whole game right right so I know you mentioned that you, you can't look at it on the bench but uh, it sounds like you guys are making pretty extensive use of it in game in between periods we do yeah we do you know and, and uh, there's a reason for that I mean you don't you don't want to the bench you don't want a, a coach you know yelling at a referee for a play that that he has a the the 2020 hindsight of seeing secondhand you know um but no we do we watch it in between periods and um you know if there's something if there's a wrinkle if there's a change that they've made um you know we're able to identify it and um you know again it, it just those coaches going on the road and putting together those those forty page scouting reports, um, that's been uh, substituted now with long recruiting trips. So uh, they're working just as hard. They're just doing something different. Is there a direction that you, that you can see it going in the future? Maybe something that you'd like to see be able to happen, but the technology's just not there yet. Well, the scouting component. Um, well, uh, you know what? I'll give another shout out to uh, Isolinks is a company that we're working with on our own. Um, where their beta tester, where they put chips, they put chips in the players' helmets for our practice. But they're working with Under Armour to put them in the undergear, and um, not only will it track every player, um, and you could program a robotic camera to follow that player, but it also spits out data, uh, data like blood oxygenation levels, heart rate heart rate, speed, so I can tell whether a player or our team are going faster in the first, second, or third period. It'll diagram where they've been with a, with sort of a, a, a hot streak, um, you know, shift by shift or an entire game to see if, if a player's positionally sound or not. I mean, it's, it's really, really, you know, it, it's getting to the point where we don't even need humans to break it down, that uh, the computer's breaking it down for you. All right, Mark. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, before we let you go, let's talk about uh, Boston College. You're going to face them again. I mean, you guys know each other pretty well, uh, certainly, but uh, pretty good crowd last Friday night. I imagine you're expecting the same thing. And, uh, you know, this week you get to just focus on them. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I'd like to take four hours and not have to focus on them <laughs> just because, you know, it's, it, listen, they're a good team. Um, they've been a good team uh, in this league for a long time. Uh, you know, they've been one of the best teams in this league over the last four years. Uh, you know, they're coming back in our barn. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to play well. Um, it's really about us. We know how we want to play. Uh, it's just a matter of executing that and making sure that we, we back it up with with um, with, with effort. Um, play with a little more discipline, I think, than we played with tonight. And uh, you know what? Uh, it should be a fun game. It really should be. And. Uh, 
I urge all all the Merrimack students, uh, community members, alumni, come on out, get your tickets now because they're going to go fast. You know, coming down the stretch here with six games to play, it seems as though every game is almost like a playoff game in terms of how much impact it's going to have on the final standings. Is there a danger here, I guess, of almost getting into playoff mode a little too early? Well, it's funny you say that. Um, you know, you've got all these um, NCAA ramifications game to game, and um, there's a theory that, you know, Hockey East beats itself up sometimes, you know. Um, and, and with every game being like this, uh, you know, you, what you hope is that you don't knock a Hockey East opponent out, you know, until it's the NCAAs, and then no holds barred. But, you know, you, know, you don't want uh, – you want to send as many teams to the tournament as possible. That's one of the reasons, actually, that we're, we're going to every team getting in the playoffs. If, if, if that were to happen, were, were to have happened last year, and we were at home, uh, granted, you've got to win both those games, but we would have had home ice. The top four would have had a bye. And, um, you know, I think it was Nate Lehman that brought it up, but, but uh, Timmy Whitehead, you know, said it as well. If we would have gotten the 20 wins, there's a good chance we would have made the NCAA tournament. So what's happened the last couple years is Maine knocked us out last year, and we, we knocked them out the year before. And um, there's got to be a way to, uh, to circumvent that. So hopefully the new playoff format will do that because you want as many Hockey East teams representing the NCAA tournament as possible. We think it's the best league in the country. All right, thanks, Mark. We appreciate your time, especially the extra time here today. Uh, enjoy the week, and we'll see you next week against Boston College. Looking forward to it, Mike.